Hello and welcome to Charger Bulletin News. I'm Kiana Quinones filling in for Kaylee Feschler. Late in the show, we'll be talking to two representatives from AIDS Project New Haven. But first, here's the news. Congress is set to vote on a new proposed tax bill this week. The bill pushed heavily by the Republican Party and endorsed by President Trump makes significant changes to the tax code. Two of our writers looked into these changes to look at both how that plan would affect students and universities across the country. See the, the full details at chargerbulletin.com. A panel on racial profiling in the media was hosted this week by the Charger Bulletin, NAACP, and the Latin American Student Association. I went to the panel to explore the discussion further. The Charger Bulletin hosted a panel on racial profiling in the media, featuring a variety of perspectives on how race is covered in the news. One journalist based in New Haven said that more in-depth conversations need to take place in newsrooms to address accurate coverage. If that were at the local HBCU, how would you cover it different or why would you cover it different? There has to be those kind of thoughtful conversations in newsrooms. Panelists discussed the increased scrutiny of people of color and how it creates a harmful narrative about them. The conversation also went around how the consumption and creation of media impacts the way society treats race issues. When it comes to the issue of racial profiling, people who have not had much experience with people of color, who've looked at it only through short-form media, are going to tend to have a perspective on people of color that is part of pun, colored by the fact that they consume the type of media that they do. The event was organized as a way to start having more discussions and improve how media is created in the future media is very sensational and very short so a lot of television news is um, what's the most important thing that's happening and how can we talk about it in a short amount of time so people don't lose interest um, and that is not a way to talk about systematic issues. Being in the media I have a certain perspective of how things work how we go about covering stories but being able to hear from people whose perspective is not as journalists allows me an understanding of how people consume media um, some areas where maybe we're not doing the best job, but also the, the need for always providing people context. For the Charger Bulletin, I'm Kiana Quinones. The Career Development Center recently unveiled a new program that will be used to match potential employers with students looking for jobs. The program, administered by Academy, is similar to online dating, according to CDC Executive Director Matt Caporal. Caporal added that this program allows students to create a profile that really shows off what they can provide to employers. And now for your Charger Sports update. We turn to Cameron Haley. Thanks, Kiana. Women's basketball lost their game against Southern Connecticut 71-46 on Wednesday. Freshman guard and NE10 Rookie of the Week, Bree Pergola, contributed 13 points and 3 steals. Junior Alexander Kerr notched a double-double on the night with 12 points and 10 rebounds. The Chargers are now 1-2 in the NE10 and will look to get back on track when they play St. Rose at home on Saturday, December 2nd. Men's basketball team lost their home openers 75-67 on Wednesday against Southern Connecticut. Senior Danny Upchurch contributed a career-high 32 points for the Chargers going 10-14 on the field. Upchurch also tied a career-high with five three-pointers on the night. They are now 2-1 in the NE10 and 4-3 overall. A big step forward for the women's volleyball team as the Chargers swept Caldwell University in convincing fashion on Thursday in the NCAA Division II Tournament East Region Quarterfinals. Leading the way for the Chargers was freshman Callie Greathead who had 14 kills in the night, followed by junior Christine Rios and senior Caroline Martins. The Chargers will continue their run for the title on Friday, December 1st as they take on their Elm City rivals, Southern Connecticut, in the East Region Semifinals. 
Men's Club's Volleyball will be hosting the 2017 Winter Open Tournament on Saturday, December 2nd at 9 a.m. in the Rec Center. Assumption College, Boston College, and New Haven Volleyball will all be participating in the tournament. And that's all for sports, and back to you, Kiana. Kyle Rodriguez became HIV positive in January 2013 when he was a freshman in college. Searching for help led him to AIDS Project New Haven. In 2015, he helped create a social HIV prevention program to help other clients. Kyle is now the coordinator of that program and travels around Connecticut educating others about HIV. Brittany Trinka is one of the prevention service coordinators at APNH. She has worked with organizations like AIDS Project Los Angeles and Planned Parenthood and now AIDS Project New Haven. Thank you for both for being here. Thanks. Um, so, Kyle, can you talk briefly about your experience with the stigma surrounding HIV and how you combat how you've been able to combat that, and if it's changed over the past few years? Yeah, uh, stigma's always been kind of tough for me. Um, I just remember in the beginning when I started dating again, um, guys were really mean and be like, "Oh, you know, you're so hot," and like all this stuff, and we'd have fun, and then. I would tell them I'm HIV positive after our first date and they'd be like, oh, sorry, I'm not your type anymore, or you're not my type. And they made me feel like I was less than human um, and they made me feel like HIV, being HIV positive was something to be ashamed about. Uh, and it really bothered me at first because nobody likes to be rejected really. So um, I started going to therapy and talking to my therapist and talking about how to disclose to people. And I've turned it into a learning experience now, so every time someone discriminates against me I don't get as upset and I just say you know well here's the information about it um, in, even, I, even if I don't change their mind at least I planted that seed of intention. So what has changed in terms of the societal views and of your own personal experiences about recent advancements and prevention methods? Uh, I notice our generation like mid to late 20s and early 20s they're not as concerned about HIV as the rest of the world used to be um, because it's not like it was in the 80s and the 90s. Um, HIV treatment, if you're positive, is usually just one pill a day. So it's very manageable, very treatable. And then also um, there's a pill that can prevent HIV. So a lot of people really don't think it's as big of a deal. And so part of my job is just help creating that sense of urgency, not scaring people, but reminding them that it's still important to get tested every so often and continue to get retested. What's the response been when you do things like, like increasing the urgency? Uh, it's been a mixed response. Some people are like, oh, it's not a big deal anymore. Uh, but most people, they're like, oh my gosh, wow. I didn't realize it was still such an issue because it's really not in mainstream media anymore. Um, so I would say most of my responses have been positive feedback. You know, I've taught at schools and universities and everyone's always come up to me and thanking me for teaching them something new. So can either of you describe to me what a little bit about what PrEP is and how it works? Yeah, sure. Um, so PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. Um, it's a pill like that, uh, that Kyle mentioned, um, a pill you take once a day and it prevents you from getting HIV. Um, so when I have clients uh, who come in and get getting tested and they're interested in it, uh, a simplified way to explain it is I kind of compare it to birth control. Um, it's a pill, you take it once a day, it prevents you from getting HIV, um, and it allows you to kind of make choices about your own sexual health, um, you know, and kind of empowers you to make those decisions for yourself. Um, you know, you need a prescription to get it, just like you do with birth control, um, and you need to see a doctor, you need to be HIV negative also to get on it. 
Um, and it, it is relatively new, um, so there isn't that much information about it. Um, and that kind of also plays into um, kind of the, the stigma that's out there. And a lot of it is just because of misinformation and people just don't know. Um, so, yeah. Why is it important to educate college students about prep? Um, I, I think that uh, what Kyle t talked about uh, is one with the, the stigma and then just people not knowing and young people, um, especially college students, because they are supposed to be educated and learning um, that they just don't think it's an issue anymore. Uh, college students today, um, they weren't alive during the AIDS epidemic. They a lot of young people don't know people living with HIV or who died from AIDS. Mm -hmm. uh, so that threat isn't as real to them. Uh, but unfortunately, it is. Um, a lot of people, and uh, especially here in New Haven, it's young people who are getting uh, infected with HIV. So it's extremely important that uh, college students are educated um, you know, on HIV, but also on PrEP. So they're taking, they know the steps uh, that they can take to protect themselves. What do you think these new breakthroughs mean for the future of HIV and AIDS research? Um, that's a great question. Um, so HIV has come a long way. Obviously, um, people aren't dying um, uh, from AIDS like they were during the AIDS epidemic. Uh, people with HIV are living long, healthy uh, lives, living normal lives. Um, so it, it's come a long way, um, but there is no cure. When you have HIV, you have it for the rest of your life. Um, you know, if you adhere to your medication, you're seeing your doctor, um, like I said, you live a long, normal, healthy life, um, but there is no cure. So that is definitely, um, you know, something that is on the horizon. And I think in the, you know, hopefully in the next 30 years, if we keep doing the work that we're doing, uh, you know, we will eradicate HIV, um, you know, at least in the United States. Uh, and that is the goal that, you know, that's what why we do what we do is because, you know, we don't want to see more HIV infections. We, in fact, we want to see, you know, we want to be in different careers in 30 years. We don't want to be doing HIV work anymore. Um, so that, that is our goal. And I think that hopefully in our lifetime, that that's something that will be attainable. All right. Thank you so much for being here and taking a moment to talk to yeah, us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. A group of students at the University of New Haven are currently working on a short film as part of their class. They just finished their filming stage, and here's Editor-in-Chief Glenn Rohrbacher behind the scenes of the shoot. The Film 2 class at the University of New Haven is currently producing their own movie, titled Men's Room. The students in Professor Paul Falcone's class have worked for the film from start to finish, hiring a cast, writing the script, scouting locations, and actually filming. According to the writer of Men's Room, the short film is meant to create awareness of the language people use and its effects on others. Because sometimes like you don't know certain words can affect other people that wouldn't affect you. So kind of just like awareness of that. Actors were brought in to star in the movie and expressed how the production feels like a professional setting. Well, it doesn't really feel like students working on a film. It feels like a very uh, professional mindset. Everyone's, you know, very respectful and, um, you know, given time and effort into something that is, uh, it's artistic, you know, it's not just a project or a homework assignment that's, like, constructed. It's, it's very focused and uh, they pulled out some really uh, human, you know, elements into a story that could be just sort of false. The students working on the film have been aiming to create something unique while also getting up close and personal to the movie business. I really hope that they can see that this is a student production and that we really are just trying to learn every aspect of it while also trying to make it the best that we can. We really just want people to see our work and how much work we put into it. 
it's been <laughs> such oh, like no. a great process and it went by very quickly um but i'm really impressed at us pulling it off for the charger bulletin i'm glenn robacker thank you for watching charger bulletin news make sure to follow us on all social media platforms to keep up with the news of the university of new haven for the charger bulletin i'm kiana kenyon